All right, welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We have a new segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt, and I am very, very excited uh, to bring on a new segment to the Max Effort Kitchen. Um, it's going to be called The Athlete and the Chef, and you're all probably wondering um, who the athlete is, and I could not think of anybody better to do this uh, position and, and be my co-host on this one. Uh, we all know him as the people's master, uh, Mr. Cornell George. Thank you for George and, uh, George and me. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thanks for joining the Max Effort Kitchen family. How's your night going, buddy? It's going great. No, I'm honored to be on the show. This is one of my favorite shows to listen to. And oh, that's it's, awesome. it's funny because when I listen, I'm always like yelling it. Not, not that I'm listening to the radio, but I got my <laughs> earbuds and I'm always like trying to yell in little my two cents here and there. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to be on there. So, <laughs> that's, hey, what it's, it's great. I mean, you know, I, I kind of do the same thing. And I think, uh, you know, you and I, we have our, our like Marco Polo group and there's so much food and training talk that comes up. I'm like, and you hear me say it a lot. I'm always like, this should be a podcast <laughs> because there, yeah. we got, we're spitting out some good stuff. But, um, so, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, Cornell is a, a world master, uh, weightlifter, uh, world champion actually. Right. You just won worlds. I did, but yes. I didn't like to brag about it. Well, well I'll brag for you um, because it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, he's pretty much done, um, I don't want to say the unthinkable, but he's, uh, he's pretty much killed it in the world of weightlifting. And uh, so, you know, as, as this show goes, it's going to be like, you know, he's the, he's the professional athlete, I'm the professional chef. And then it's funny because those two lives kind of intertwine, right? Because you cook a lot. And you have some very interesting uh, techniques, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of those, and I like them. Um, but, you know, for the most part, like, this show is just going to be all about athletes eating, training, uh, gym schedules, training schedules. It can be any sport. Like, we've all done it. You know, I've been an athlete all my life, but I've also been, a, uh, you know, involved with food and, and a chef. And I think uh, Cornell's kind of in that same boat. So, like, you know not to just go right into it, but dude, I am, you've heard me talking about this. I am looking for a gym and you are a part of a really cool gym, the strength tank. Yes. Ta talk about that. Talk about the atmosphere that you get to walk into when you go there. All right. So a little bit of backstory is I started lifting about 10 years ago. Uh, it was a pretty much three or four of us, we're starting to weightlift, and the one coach who knew what he was talking about weightlifting, he was tired of us. Like I, I was doing CrossFit for about three or four months, right. and he was tired of us doing CrossFit and getting hurt and getting tired and doing all that kind of stuff. So he had a two-day-a-week program, and he was like, I'm tired of you guys getting hurt. Why do you keep doing this CrossFit stuff? And we're like, well, we need, we need more. Like We want to lift five days a week. Right. So he, he wrote us a five-day-week program. And from that point on, it was like that was the beginning of that team. Uh, that team then grew 
over about three years to about 25 lifters, strictly weightlifting. Um, I don't think we had any hybrid athletes. We might get the occasional people come up to lift with us, but like we had 25, give or take, USAW competitive athletes. Yeah. Um, and like it does happen in normal in gym situations, this drama happened and miscommunication happened, and we ended up almost all 25 of us left, and we went to another gym. That was we were basically we were going to open up our own spot, but didn't want to go through all the the hassle of that. And an opportunity came up where uh, a unit connected to one of my friend's gyms had opened up. So he said, "If you guys want it, it's yours." Two thousand square feet. Uh, we had I think sixteen platforms and went from there. Wow. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had about six people on their team. All of a sudden, we were pushing 30. Um, (laughs) And it was was awesome. And then uh, the pandemic happened, and everything shut down. And it was shocking how many people just didn't stick with it. But I had all the equipment, so I basically loaded up my garage. I had four platforms going. For the first year, year and a half, we had 10 to 12 people three days a week in the garage. And really? then just, yeah, oh. it was hectic. It got to a point where I didn't have a place to lift when people were here in my own garage. Yeah. So I, I remember, would... I remember seeing that and, and, and seeing a little bit of like the evolution of your gym. Um, cause when I first met you, uh, you were, you know, where you were posting videos and like you had four, I remember four platforms. And then one day you're like, um, I got to redo the concrete in my gym. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I did have to redo the concrete. Uh, my where my platform is, it's about 15 inches thick. But <laughs> just as kind of the pandemic went on and uh, people moved not far away, but started to move away 30, 40 minutes, getting their own stuff. And it just shrank and got smaller and smaller. And then um, about a year ago, it was down to about four people. Right. And I was like, I, I really need to find something. Like I love being here for everybody else, but I still need to have something for me. Yeah. And right about that time, there started being these ads popping up for a, a new gym coming to town. And I was like, oh, where is this? Because there was nothing within a half hour of me. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out that it was about 20 minutes away from me. It's kind of where I live is I kind of looked at it as the edge of the world, like this was the furthest that I ever really lived in or like I lived along a freeway that went east and west. And this was the very end of the east of the freeway. Okay. So I never really went south from there. I just lived kind of along that 20 mile span. And this was about 15 miles south of there. So I'm like, I really don't know much about that area. That's, that's off the edge of the world kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I, I map. I didn't map quest it, but <laughs> I, I mapped. It. You're dating yourself, right? There. <laughs> I am old. <laughs> I printed out my directions. Nice. <laughs> um, I looked it Thomas up. Guide. <laughs> yep. Yep. I looked it up, and it was without traffic, about 22 minutes away. Nice. And the other great part is, it's the opposite direction of traffic. For as long as I'm going down there during traffic time, it's all going the opposite way. So for the most part, it's always 20 minutes away. Right. 
Right. And then I just stay down there a little longer than traffic time would normally be. Come back around set six thirty, seven o'clock, and I don't hit any traffic. So, well, and uh, it's interesting because like I've heard you talk about it too. Like that drive, that twenty minute drive, kind of um, get your mind right a little bit. Yep. Yeah, that that was definitely a hard part being a garage lifter. Yeah, is you're yelling at your kids or you're dealing with emails or whatever, and then mm-hmm. it's time to go lift in the garage, and you take three steps and you're in the garage, and you're not in that right mindset yet. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a, a couple of tricks we could talk about later that if you are that in that situation, I can definitely help you out with that one. But that drive, like it, just totally got you into that mindset. Yeah. And one of the other things that was pretty cool is I was one of the first members who joined. Uh, I think I was one of the first 10 or 15. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I've been seeing it grow and grow and grow. And I don't, I don't think I'm not allowed to talk about this, but they're doing a meet in about a month. And after that, we're adding in about three or four more platforms because on busy times it is packed. Yeah, and, and I just saw a video actually, and um, it might have been it may have been from yesterday, but like every platform was taken, and then there were people sitting behind it. It was like the most people I've seen in there, and I was I was looking at it. And I was like, you know, I I wish we had something like that up here um, because yeah. we don't. You know, we have Vulcan weightlifting, right? And Vulcan weightlifting is one half uh, Vulcan, and then the other half is like kind of set up for uh, for CrossFit stuff. Um, you know, Rose city barbell, kind of the same thing, but as far as a traditional, uh, barbell club, um, platforms, everything you need, we just don't have that around here. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a special thing and it's real. Like they do share with a CrossFit, but it's kind of like we have three 3,200 square feet. I believe they have close to 8,000 square feet on the other side of the wall. You have to go through two doorways to get into there. The only thing, the only time you really ever see anyone is if you're going to the bathroom, they're shared bathrooms. I think that makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah. 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 They have their music. We have our music. Um, Sometimes you kind of battle it out with the music a little bit, but (laughs) it's, it's an amazing atmosphere. And then going down there and, you know how it is. Sometimes you go into your garage and you're like, I'm really not in the mood to lift right now, but I need to go get it done. Yeah. Yeah. You make that drive and you show up and it it doesn't matter if no one's there or if everyone's there, you're going to lift. Yeah. It it puts you into this, um, this atmosphere of like, um, it just doesn't give you a choice. You're, you're so right. When you're at your, when I'm at home, you, you walk out a door, you're in your gym, your garage gym, and you have too many choices you know, too many choices. It's like, and then, you know, um, and you're also, you're also sharing, um, almost a mind space with, you know, your family and, and, uh, possibly your phone or whatever. But then, um, you're trying to be in this mindset of like, I want to make every lift look the same every single time from, you know, empty bar to wherever I'm going or whatever percentage. And, Sometimes the se- like literally sometimes the second somebody walks out here, whether they're um, disrupting or not, it's like I feel the energy change completely. And they know <laughs> they, they're like they, they know they're like, oh, uh, oops, sorry, dad. You know, <laughs> but at the same point, like 
it's so nice to get out of that realm and just be uh, with, you know, completely like-minded people that are doing the same thing. I think it's a huge thing. Yeah, and I'm not really someone who, I don't know how to, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this right. I don't, I'm not a real big hype person when it comes to lifting. Yeah. Um, I like to kind of put my head down and just kind of do my thing. Mm -hmm. I do like to have fun, Mm -hmm. but I'm also not somebody who needs to be going crazy and yelling and screaming and all that kind of stuff. I think there was a point in my lifting where I did kind of get into that, but even when I'm setting up for a big lift, I'm not out there making noise and trying to draw attention to myself. Right, right. Um, But there's something about when you are about to set up for a big lift and you're around people who you lift with, even if you're not on the same program, but they kind of know roughly your numbers and you mm-hmm. know theirs. Mm-hmm. And when you go to set up for something, like the place gets quiet. Everyone gives you the respect that you you deserve and that you want without even asking for it. And well, yeah, and that it, that sets up a whole that sets up a whole a hype, right? That sets up yep. like this um, window of opportunity in your mind of like, um, all right, I got people watching me. I got people behind me, like let's do this. Even when, when I'm here with like Eric and Damon, like just here, like I'll hear like Damon or even Eric say, all right, let's go Matt. Like that right there just snaps me into that mindset. And and what do you know? I make the lift, (laughs) but it's just such a valuable thing. Did you, now, did you see a difference, um, in your lifting when you, so you said you had, you know, a whole bunch of people coming to the garage during the pandemic. Now, are you getting the kind of that same feel, uh, as you did when you had a bunch of people coming to the garage or is it, is there a differentiation there? Um, I, I am getting a lot of that same energy from it, yeah. but it, it's, it is, and I'm not trying to downplay anything from like, I'm so thankful for all the people who came and, um, I was glad that I was able to provide a place for them. Um, uh, but there's something different about, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of people that were coming to the garage, like I was snatching their back squat. Right, or more. Right. Um, and then now that's not the case. Yeah, totally. So, like I, I am lifting more than most of them, but it's still one of those things where I like to put in, I I'll go up to people who have been lifting for a couple of years, five, six weight classes below me. Right. Right. <laughs> and then I just, if it's going to be a heavy day, I'm like, Hey, what percentage is that? Yeah. And they're like, They'll, they'll snatch like my buddy Jed just hit 92 or 93 kilos for a PR. And nice. a couple of weeks ago, he hit like 89 yeah. and I didn't know what his was. So I'm like, Hey, what percentage is that? And he's like, it's, it's 97%. And I was like, you won. Yeah. I snatched 140 that day, but you still won. You did better than me. I like that. Like, yeah. Just- so then we started competing much more. It's easier to compete with people based on percentages because they'll see me throw like a 120 snatch around that are just in R or something. I'm like, dude, look, it's 80, per- it's less than 80%. Right. Right. 80%. They're like, Oh yeah, no problem. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. I, I think that that's sometimes forgot. Um, when you're training with people, they're like, they're looking at the weight that's on the bar and not actually taking consideration. Like, well, this is his percentage. This is my percentage. And I saw something on Instagram the other day and I forget who it was. But it was like it was a male, female, and, and the, the guy goes, hey, you want to have a percentage contest? 
and to see who can lift the most percentage. And like, I think she ended up winning and it was really neat um, because I, I like that, that mentality. It just shows that like everybody can lift and we can all work on our own percentages. It, it's, I don't know, man. I think that's cool. Yeah. And recently since it's been getting busier and busier, um, I've been sharing a platform with people oh, like and it doesn't that. matter if it's another guy, if it's a, yeah. a woman, there's a, another lady at the gym right now and we're both we're both on a program to, to peak for a meet in July. Right. Right. And this is, this is kind of the first real program that I've done since worlds. Yeah. And before worlds, I, I really only did a short program and a medium program leading up to that. But before that, it was very Bulgarian ish, just <laughs> heavy Saturday, medium Tuesday, yeah. medium heavier Thursday yeah. and heavy Saturday again. Yeah. And like right now it's, it's, I'm hitting these numbers where I'm like, Oh, I didn't know I was in this condition right now yeah. and I'm hitting them in complexes and, um, and, but then lifting on the same platform with somebody else, even though it's a female, uh, on the same program, pushing the same percentages. Mm-hmm. So we were going back and forth on Friday and I think she hit, she was going to try for 95% of her clean and jerk for a clean front squat jerk. Yeah. And then I knew I was like, Oh, there's no way I can do that. And I hit five kilos under 95% and then she missed and I had missed one of my snatches. So I'm like, all right, we're even now I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go for it. And then you get one more opportunity and I ended up making it. She didn't, but, um, yeah. but- I saw the program for this next week and we get to, we're going to re re redo our same program basically. So we're going to get in. Well, you know, and not only, um, does it help the competition, but like something that, uh, I really enjoy when sharing a platform is the idea of the cadence of like, they lift, they come off, you get on, you lift, you come off and you just start naturally like building this cadence of like, how you follow each other, how, you know, the breaks that are taken there, you're not setting a timer. Your break is taken, you know, when your partner is lifting and then you swap. And I think exactly. that it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty efficient. And I, and I talk to my wife about that a lot because she's always like, Oh, I want to come out to the gym and, and, you know, work out with you. And I was like, cool, come on out there. Cause it's actually awesome for me because, um, you're giving me like these uh, mandatory windows of, of time to sit down and, and catch my breath and get back up there. It's huge. So now, you know, now that we kind of gone through that, like <laughs> what, how are you getting in your food? If on that 20 minute drive, are you like, do you got snacks with you? Like, what are you, what are you doing there? So I have found a business Costco that they just opened up right by my house. Nice. I am spending more and more time in there than I am <laughs> in regular Costco. I love it. Turns out they have about 85% of the stuff that they sell. You can't get in regular Costco. Really? Yeah. I, and it, and there's about 85% less people in there. Oh, even better. <laughs> nice. So, uh, one of the things that are my always go to is I, I get a big box of like a, a giant box of candy with individually. I think I've got sour ropes right now or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I grab a package of those and then I always grab a ice cream bar. Nice. And then that's what I take on my drive down there. Solid. 
So that's, that's kind of like the, the candy is going to be for in between lifts. The ice cream is going to be on the way down there just to kind of give me a little bit of extra calories, um, not just carbs, not just something that's going to burn real quick, but like the ice creams. I'm going to be spending at least probably 30, 40 minutes before I start lifting. So that'll settle. It's not going to feel gross right. in me. And, right. But also with the fat and the protein in that ice cream, that's going to give me a little bit more substantial uh, calories than just eating some gummy candies. Right. And, and it's got some sugar in there that's going to help kind of like give you a little bit of push. Now, um, I don't know about you, but like I've been really pulling back on uh the the energy drinks and i've been sticking with just like i do a, a combo of like a scoop of creatine and a scoop of um this this powder that i've been taking or, or pre-workout i guess like and that's been that's been doing pretty well until about like my 85 percent of my clean and jerk and then i'm like <laughs> oh man i really need something right now <laughs> and so like today i today i popped open just a little uh, a, a little drink and just put some more caffeine into me just to get me through. But like I'm seeing the longer I go, the, the, without having to pop an energy drink right away and the pre-workout and the creatine, like it, my, <laughs> my workouts are a lot better and I'm eating, uh, you know, 20 to 30 minutes before I get out there. I think there's just such a huge, um, uh, opportunity to not only get, you know, get your, your proteins and all your nutrients and your complex carbs in before you lift. So you can, your body can burn those. Um, but it's also just an opportunity to make sure you have enough energy and you're not like l overloading with the caffeine. Cause I think as weightlifters, we've all seen it, like let's pop a couple bangs and then go out on the platform. But what is that really doing for you? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So something that I've, oh, I've kind of gotten away from, I, I've actually, I've very, very limited my, uh, energy drinks now. Okay. And I, I am, I don't know if you call it a sponsor or whatever you call it, but there I'm, I'm working with a company called, I think Rev Science mm -hmm. and they have a pre-workout and there's all kinds of vitamins and everything in there. And one of the things that I really like with it is it's only 180 milligrams of caffeine. So if you nice. think of about a bang, yeah, a bang is like 300. Right, right. So let's say you don't go with a giant scoop and you go with like a – I mean it, it's a big scooper. So I know that there's a lot of extra stuff in there with vitamins and like those kinds of things. I get, I get kind of weirded out when it's this little tiny scooper and it's extremely sweet and all that, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. So when I when I get there, I'll normally take a scoop of that, and then that's going to be the one that I drink. But then about three quarters to halfway through my workout, then I'll go get a second scoop. Okay, and so that's going to even out. That's going to extend that three hundred give or take milligrams right there. I like there. that. I like that. That's interesting. Now, okay, here's something that I never learned how to do, and I'll tell you a little backstory on this, but like. Uh, I see it all the time. People dry scooping, right? Dry scoop yep. in the straight to the dome, hitting the bottle water. Okay. So the first time I tried to do that was at masters nationals last year and I'm sitting <laughs> down and I didn't know, like there was a trick, you know, put it under your tongue or whatever. And I just threw that in my mouth and literally two seconds later, just 
poofed it right back out, dude. And people are looking at me like, who is this asshole over here? <laughs> like, he just spit up a bunch of pre, uh, pre or pre workout or whatever. Um, and then I, later on, I find out like you're supposed to throw it under your tongue. Do you now? Do you do you mix it with water? Do you dry scoop it? What do you do? So I like to drink it, and okay. I like I don't. I'm not a chugger. Yeah, because I don't want it to hit me all at once. I would rather sustain it. I'd rather have it slowly, like right, lift me up and yeah. then maintain. That. So I like it. Um, that's why. That's also why I don't like the the 300 plus milligram like energy drinks. Is you've only got 16 ounces. So I fill my shaker bottle up to about 20 ounces, and then I end up drinking a total of 40 ounces between the two scoops. Nice. I like but also, my, sessions, my yeah. sessions are two to three hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, counting, like, from when I get to the gym, yeah. let's say 4.30, I'm not done till 7.30. Nice. I want that to last me the whole time. I don't want to just kind of go crazy in the beginning and then crash after that. Yeah. And I, I think that's where I'm at because I, I stopped, you know, you know, I would do pre-workout and the, the energy drink. And I'd like sip on the energy drink throughout the workout and have the pre-workout in me before. But I just found out I was getting too much caffeine and I was coming yeah. out of that. And you know, when you're done at seven o'clock at night, uh, you're not sleeping until one <laughs> in that case, in most cases, in most cases, but you know, I'm putting in like, I was putting in 500 milligrams of caffeine and it was just <laughs> like, my, I'm walking in wide eyed and my family's like looking at me and I'm like, what are you guys looking at? Like all intense. Um, <laughs> now what that did lead to though, was me walking into that kitchen and just busting out awesome meals. Okay. So um, something I, I kind of wanted to to talk about tonight was like the idea of protein and like, you know, I mean, to you, like, what's, what's your opinion on when you should take the protein or how you should take the protein and like, what do you do? I, that's kind of a, I, I basically eat whenever I have the opportunity to eat. Yeah. Um, if it's up to me, let's say perfect. Perfect scenario, totally up to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wake up. You've seen the coffee that I make. Yep. I spend I spend some time in the morning making lattes and espresso, and yep. I enjoy it. I'm it's it's kind of like weightlifting to me, where I'm trying to perfect it. I'm trying to get better and better, and uh, learning all the new tricks and that type of a thing. Yeah. So yeah. I'll do that, and then I'll have something small to eat, like some of those like Aussie bites or just like. Some something just to like get into my system, and that's six thirty in the morning. Then I don't really like to eat until about ten thirty or eleven, really. Okay. Okay. And yeah. If I'm if I'm working or if whatever it is, I'm normally going to get either a burger or a burrito, and there's going to be kind of decent amount of meat in there and some carbs as well. And then I try not to eat. I, so that's kind of my breakfast is like that brunch kind of time. Yeah. And then I don't want to eat really until about three thirty. That's okay. when I'm going to have kind of my lunch. But if I eat at three thirty, I'm in pretty good shape to lift at five. And I can eat. I'll put in a probably fifteen hundred to two thousand calories for lunch. That's right. generally going to be my bigger meal for calories. Yeah. Um. And then when I get home, that's when I'm going to eat probably the more dense protein part of my, my meal. 
But okay. I mean, I'm eating protein in, in all three meals. But you're not what what you're not doing is you're not actually taking um, a supplemented protein shake. Like you're not drinking anything like that. Correct. I for me personally, I think I haven't I haven't measured it out and weighed it out exactly in a couple years. Yeah. But I'm eating. I mean, I eat a lot of meat, and yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean it's expensive. Like I've talked about it with some friends, and they're like, "You're eating steak all the time." I'm like, "Like, what's your favorite steak?" I'm like, "It's five ninety nine. It's whatever's on sale for five to exactly. eight dollars." Thank you. And it doesn't have. I don't have to have a ribeye every time. I don't have to. I'm going to eat literally whatever it is, and if nothing's on sale, then I'm going to get ground beef and make burgers. Like yep. I'll eat. I could eat burgers five days a week. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) I love it. So I kind of led you into that question because I have a, I'm not going to call it a hot take. I just have, I'm very opinionated when it comes to uh, protein consumption. I don't think you should be out there taking protein powders. I think they're bullshit. And the only reason why I say that is because I think if you're, you're eating properly and you're understanding how you eat um, as an athlete, you shouldn't need to supplement uh, more protein. Now, I think that protein powders have a place uh, maybe for weight loss or maybe for other sports. I think in weightlifting, I don't think protein powders necessarily, necessarily have a place um, because we can get the protein out of, just like you were saying, out of our, our meats, our chickens, our fish, like huge source of proteins right there. Just eat more of it, right? Like, why and so like for me i've always wondered like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna scoop this protein shake and then i'm gonna down it i don't even know like half of what's in this thing (laughs) you know (laughs) what i mean like i eat a chicken breast i know what's in that chicken breast (laughs) a because i probably marinated it in something or and b it it, naturally it came from a a chicken right i I just yeah Hey, we don't eat any of those fake meats over here. I don't, I don't care what city I'm supposed to be from. I don't eat that fake shit. Um, but I, and, and more, Hey, I'm not talking shit on vegans because like, if you do it, you do it. That's your thing. I don't judge. Um, just for me personally, man, I don't, I don't mess with that. So, um, I, yeah, I just think protein shakes are maybe bullshit is a harsh way, but, but like, I don't think we're needed. I don't, I don't, I don't like putting that stuff in my body. So you, you said something that I think was the key there. Yeah. You said if you're doing it for weight loss, that's a very different thing. Yeah. Um, but me being a weightlifter, I'm not worried. Okay. I, I have to live in a weight class. Yeah. My belief is everyone should be in the weight class that they are having a trouble eating into. Yeah. You should never cut weight to be in a weight class unless you're, you're going to international competition and you're going to win. Correct. If you're not going to win it and and there's not even a, if there's not a chance of you winning it. So I'm talking top three. Um, but I, I go to competitions to win, not to podium. (laughs) If if you're not going to win, there's no way that I'm going to cut weight for it. Right. Um, so I, I feel like what I learned about protein shakes was through CrossFit and the majority of people who are starting CrossFit, who are being sold all of the, the, the protein powders that the gyms are selling, they're trying to lose weight. 
Right. They're trying to eat all of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a whole lot easier to, to take in 30 grams of protein in a shake and not have the mashed potatoes and the, like the other stuff that you would have with your steak. Um, if you're just eating that shake. Yeah. I mean, it's called a supplement for a reason you're supplementing. Yeah. Right. And I think that it gets so, uh, misconstrued out there of like, Oh, if I'm an athlete, I have to be, you know, taking this much protein and, and eating my macros and all that stuff. But what I'm here to, to really preach about, and, and maybe that's a wrong word to use, but whatever, like, is that let's start with eating what's in front of you. And you have a, you have a beautiful saying, um, and I, I'm going to butcher it, but if it has a <laughs> face, eat, eat it. If it has a face and it grows on the ground, right? Is that, is that kind of how yeah. that goes? Yeah. I don't remember where I heard it, but if it comes from the ground or if it had a face, you can eat it. Eat it, right? And you can eat as much of it as you want, and you're going to get full before you get fat. Correct. Like, I, okay. So, in, and when I was in uh, culinary school, I did a couple different um, stages with some chefs. And one of the ones I did was with uh, a gentleman, a chef in Portland here named Henry, H- Henry Higgins. And he has one of the oldest, one of the oldest uh, restaurants in the in this this town, and really, you know, held it a high regard. But he had us all go down and into this basement uh, butcher, sh- basically butcher shop, where he has this. All he has in there is a stainless steel table. We walked in, there was a pig on that table, and he showed us, you know, how to efficiently, um, you know, completely take part a pig and put it into the different cuts. One thing that he preached through that whole thing was talking about everything on this animal can be eaten. There's nothing on an animal that should go to waste. Bones, use it for stock. Fat, use, I mean, let me tell you, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever done any butchery before, but my hands, I've never been so soft from pig fat. Like, it's going to make your wife happy. Let's put it that way. (laughs) It'll break down those cows too. Um, But like, you know, we, we can, we have so much, uh, opportunity and windows for, uh, different things to eat in front of us. I just don't think you need to put in a chemical supplement. Now, this is after I just talked about putting in a, (laughs) a pre-workout shake or a pre-workout drink. I think that's for different reasons. Um, (laughs) but I'm not being, I'm trying not to be contradictory here because protein, is available in its natural source. And I think we need to take advantage of that. No, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And, um, I'm trying to look up on my phone right now. I'm, it's again, it's been a while since I've had to track anything, but like, uh, let me see. So 12 ounces of a tri tip is less than 900 calories. Right. I mean, I can put down 16 to 24 ounces of tri-tip, no problem. But yeah, but that's majority, not the average. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I weigh, I walk around eating as much as I want. I'm not saying as much as I can, as much as I want. And I can walk around around 235. Yeah. Uh, and I'm about 18% body fat. So yep. I'm not overly, I, I'm not overweight. I'm, I'm heavy but I'm not overweight and the majority of people, especially when I go out and I eat with people or they're getting a six ounce steak and they're not finishing it. Right. That, but they're also get a back or a 
a basket of chips and they're going to get mashed potatoes. And I'm not any, having any problem with mashed potatoes, but they finished that. They finished <laughs> their two cocktails and they finished all that other stuff. And they're like, Oh, I don't want to eat all this meat. And it like, it fills me up too much or something like that. And I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> right. That's exactly the point. And you know, like um, one of my biggest, like weirdest things is when I go get like fast food, I don't, I don't order fries. I hate fries. Like, I don't like, I don't hate fries. I'm sorry. I take that back. I don't like fast food fries um, because I know I can make them better, but also because um, I would rather get two cheeseburgers if I'm going to eat fast food than uh, a cheeseburger and a whole bucket of fries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why they give you that many fries because they don't want you to, you know, they don't want to make the burger bigger. <laughs> I get I get the fries, but I never ups, upsell it or upsize it. I will get as many patties on that burger as I can. I like that. Um, but I'll never like I generally have my either my shaker bottle with water in it, or I'll drink pre workout during the day sometimes. Or um, so I'll just get a small everything, but I'll get like the biggest burger you can imagine nice. with extra patties and that kind of stuff. Nice. And an extra patty isn't that much more money. No, it really isn't. You can, you can put an extra patty. I got <laughs> today. Um, I was a little, uh, I, I helped Eric do some moving and I was a little vanished afterwards. And, uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Carl's jr. And I ordered a, a double patty, uh, Western burger and it was, <laughs> it was a lot of meat, but it was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, but okay. So we're talking, you, you said something, um, that I, I want to find out like what your, what your go-to is, but you said, you you could eat hamburgers pretty much every day of the week. So what's your go-to recipe on how you like not recipe, maybe just how you make a hamburger at home. I'm real basic, uh, but I have been learning some new stuff that I've really been enjoying. Yeah. Uh, I've, I got real lucky at work. I work construction and I, you've seen my, my range. I've got a, yeah. a wolf, uh, six, six burner plus a griddle, 48 inch big, kitchen range it's beautiful it is it is like when i saw that i was just i just like (laughs) stared at it and i'm like oh (laughs) i mean the thing weighs about 800 pounds yeah so (laughs) nice but i'll come home and i'll grab i'll just pull two of the i get the the 24 or 25 pack at costco and they're about a half pound each and i'll throw two or three of those on there okay and it's generally pretty like there might be bacon grease or sausage grease still on the thing. Like I don't really like to clean the griddle that often because I'm just going to put more meat on it and there's nothing better to cook. Yeah. Season <laughs> that thing. Than, exactly. And other, other meats fat. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll do that and then I'll throw either, I don't know. There's a couple of seasonings that I might throw on it. Sometimes I'll just put a little bit of salt on it and I leave it like that. But what I've been doing recently that's been kind of i know i'm not a chef but i i'm I'm self-taught yeah i'm throwing down a handful of cheese on the griddle next to it Uh, i love this and then it's starting it's starting to fry up so i'll do two piles of cheese and then before i take the patty off i take that patty and i put it on top of the cheese and then i take the metal uh, spatula and i scrape up the whole thing so it's got a crispy edge on it and then i put that on the then i double the triple stack that on the the bun <laughs> dude i'm like gonna go make a burger after this <laughs> so, that's awesome i now, did this uh, yesterday i think okay with 
had some mozzarella cheese left over from pizzas that I was making. Yeah. And then this other thing that I've found that's blowing my mind is medium heat jalapenos. Okay. So they're kind of like a peppercini, but it's, it's jalapeno flavor. It's not going to have quite as much spice and it doesn't wreck you the next day or that night in the bathroom. Now, where do you find, cause I've not, I don't know if I've ever seen these. Are you, is it like in the jar? Is it, are you going somewhere that's saying medium heat? How do you find those? I just randomly found it. I don't know if you guys have like Vons or what, a, what else are they? Like new seasons maybe, or it, it's just like a, a normal, like where the pepperoncinis are. Okay. Okay. And, uh, it, it just says medium heat. Awesome. And it's, I would actually prefer it to be a little spicier, but so I, I put down the mozzarella cheese and then I put probably five or six slices of jalapenos on there. And then I put the burger on top of that. Oh my God. So I'm getting all the jalapeno flavor without getting wrecked by it the next day. And it, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh dude. So one thing I've been doing is, uh, and I started this last summer is I like the smash burger idea because you can stack them and there, it is really thin, but you can stack them and you get some really good, um, crust on that burger. But what I'll do is I'll throw down a pile of onions on the flat top and I'll let those, you know, throw in a bunch of oil, some butter in there and let those caramelize. And then I put my patty down right next to it. I'll smash it, get some crust. And then when I flip it, I flip it on top of the, uh, the onions and I let them sit there and the onions kind of cook within and it it creates this little dome. And then I take uh, the cheese, I put it on the cheese and I just make sure it melts over. And then the other patty goes on top of that and I just press and I'll press it for probably, I don't know, like I'll do like a 30 second count press on it and then it's done. Um, but like the, the caramelized onion flavor gets in that burger and it's just, it's absolutely amazing. And anybody out there, you should just definitely try that. Like I, I'm going to be trying your cheese one, uh, this week at some point, because that sounds amazing, dude. (laughs) That's, that sounds great. What about your bun? What kind of bun do you use? I'm not picky with buns. Yeah. Um, since I eat so many burgers, I generally just buy like the 24 pack of buns. Nice. Nice. And I mean, one of my things that I'm real big on and I've tried all kinds of diets. I've tried keto. I was, I did net strict keto for 60 days straight without one cheat day. I'm sorry. Uh, I did, <laughs> I've done paleo. I've done counting the macros. I've done the fitness. I've done, I've done everything. Right. Right. And what I always tell people is when they say they're going to do that, I'm like, you're not going to stick with it. And they're like, no, I'm going to be really good. I'm like, no, are you going to do this in five years? Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, well, probably not. I'm like, so what I do is I want to, I want to say, can I do this for five years? Can I do this the rest of my life? Right. That's why when I heard that, if it's got a face or it came from the ground, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. hundred percent. Like, that's not hard to do. Make about 80% of your food that way. Yeah. And your 20% doesn't matter. Well, you know, um, I call them, I mean, I call all those things fad diets and that's kind of what they are. And that's a, that's a really cheeky term, but like, 
to me, and I used to, ha- I still have people come up to me, be like, Hey, you know, how do you eat? You know, do you do paleo? What do you do? Like blah, blah, blah. And I, and I tell them exactly how I eat like, just normal food and normal times. And, you know, just it's based around my lifting. Um, but I'm still eating and I, you know, I've always matched my eating, um, to how I'm lifting. So if I'm in a block, that's like a lot of complexes block work and just like monotonous, like squats, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be eating more, you know, because Mm -hmm. my body's going to tell me I need more. Now, when it comes to those fad diets, like I tell everybody like, yes, try it. Um, put a six week cap on it and then go from there and see how you, and see how that changes your natural eating. Because for me, like I, I, so I did paleo once and I did it for six weeks and I saw, you know, at the time I was just getting into CrossFit and like, I was like, Oh, all these results and inches off my waist and all that stuff. And I'm like, um, yeah, cool. It works, but it's not sustainable. Like you can't live off of keto for the rest of your life. Your body needs more, you know, ah, I get frustrated with it when, yeah. I would say the one part that I did really like with keto yeah. is that my mindset changed on food. Yeah. Um, yes, I do love food, mm-hmm. but food to me now, and I'm having this conversation with my kids all the time, is food is your fuel. Yes. So it doesn't matter if you're not hungry right now. If you're going to be busy for four hours and you can't eat, mm-hmm. you have to eat something right now because you need to have something to fuel you for the next four hours. Correct. And when I did keto, it turned into I ate the exact same thing every single day. Yeah. And food was no longer fun. Food was just like, okay, at, at 1 o'clock, I'm going to eat a package of pepperoni and a package of cheese. Right. And right around 11 or 12.30, I was starting to get all shaky. It's like, okay, it's almost time. I need to go fill up. And then I would go eat that stuff, and then I was fine till about 6. And then I would have whatever I would eat then. And I was able to, to really turn my brain off of that whole, like, I need this, I need that. I, I'm craving this, and I'm craving that. To, I just, it's going to be the fuel that fuels my body. Yeah. I mean, and so. that's, that's a really good way of thinking of it. I mean, athlete or not, but, like, specifically as an athlete, like, few, you know, food is fuel. You said it. Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's... I just wish it was more understood that like we have to fuel our bodies. We have to put these things in our bodies to be able to get up, to be able to, you know, work with clients. Like you don't have to be an athlete to think this way. Like if you think of food as a source of life, which it kind of is right. Cause we don't eat, you're not going to live very long, but why are we restricting? Why don't you just have um, a, a different way of eating um, to suit your lifestyle? And maybe, you know, if, you know, if paleo suits your lifestyle, then great. And if you're maintaining it, fantastic. But what, what we're really talking about here is, you know, athlete, athletes going out there, exerting a massive amount of energy and then restricting their food. And to me, it's just like, why do you do that to yourself? Your performance could be better if you ate properly. Yeah. And I'm not saying go out there and just load your mouth up with food. I'm saying, you know, thoughtfully put in some time to figure out, you know, what's going to fuel your body. Cause, um, at the end of the day, I, you know, telling somebody just to go out there and eat and eat a lot of food is the wrong advice. But what the advice is, is, is just to, to get out there and eat how, 
eat in a way that makes your body function properly to whatever you're doing in life. Yeah, I, I love that. And I've, I'm, I'm the belief that you should be. So I did, I don't, I really hate volume in the squats and I avoid it. <laughs> my, my, my top end sets are so heavy that for me to hit like 80% it for five sets of five, that's, that's going to really wreck me for, for, for a pretty long time. It feels. Yeah. And I can only, my joints can only really maintain that for so long. Right. So I have different stuff that I do that works really well for me. Um, but I'm convinced that if you're sore, like really sore more than about 36 to 48 hours Mm -hmm. after starting something new, you are not eating enough. If you're getting really sore every week from whatever you're doing lifting wise, you're not eating enough. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not sore and you're getting heavier and you're not intending, there's not a reason to get heavier. You're eating too much. And, but it, okay. You're taking in too many calories. Yeah. That, that's a better way of saying it. Um, one of the things I, I really liked that Mark Bell used to say is like, do your best never to drink your calories. So I know that I I do drink, I, I drink the coffee that I make with the milk that I make, Mm -hmm. but I don't go to Starbucks. If I go to Starbucks and get the same drink, it's going to be six, 700 calories. (laughs) If I, it's under two. Right. Um, and then I know people who are going to Starbucks two or three times a day or maybe like 10 times a week. Let's say that. Yeah. And that's so many just wasted calories when that could be food that you're eating. That's not just like stupid calories. Well, on top of that, like you're spending way too much money. <laughs> you and I both know <laughs> that the, the, in the right, in the right fashion, you can make those drinks at home. and you're going to hear me promote this a lot on this on these shows is like you know whatever you can whatever you find out there that you like i i want to teach you how to make it at home because i guarantee there's a way to do it and and it'll be cheaper on your pocketbook too so all right dude we're coming up on time uh this is a i mean fantastic jump off to what this segment is going to be about i love it dude i think it's going to be great um thank you for being a part of it yeah, I'm really excited. I've been, I've been really excited for for like two weeks since we talked about it. <laughs> cool. Well, um, you know, we will uh, we'll we'll let you know when the next one's coming up. I think you know we talked about what biweekly or weekly or however works with your schedule. You know, I just want to make sure that like I could do weekly, we could do biweekly. Let's start with uh, Sundays for now, and we'll yeah. we'll we'll go from there. I like it. Um, everybody, I'm always available yeah. Sunday after or Sunday evening. Ah, that's perfect because that's about the time that, you know, eight o'clock is about the time that I'm doing it too. So, um, awesome. Well, everybody out there, um, get out, check out Cornell George, uh, on his Instagram. It's, uh, the people's master. Uh, I don't think you have a face. Do you have a Facebook? I don't use it. Okay. I mean, I, I, but I'm not going to check yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so check out his Instagram, get out and check out the, uh, max effort kitchen Instagram. And I will be posting these episodes and sharing them and doing all that fun stuff. So, um, I hope everybody has a great night. Cornell, you have anything to say? Not really. I'm just excited to be on the show and to 
make this regular. Heck yeah. All right. Well, everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening. And we will talk later.